Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Amen. Hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. Good morning. Hey, what a place to be on Christmas Sunday. I don't know if you can look around and see how many people are here. There's a lot of people here this morning in service. So I think, honestly, I think, I think every Christmas morning, whatever day of the week it is, we should have a service of celebration. Amen? We have so much to be thankful for. Now, having said that, I know it doesn't work for everybody, and uh, we just appreciate you guys either streaming, coming online, you got family, you got schedules. It's hard to manage all the families together. Our family's going to get together today, sometime in the afternoon between three and five. We're not sure exactly yet. And so uh, my brother's up from Mexico. His family's up from Mexico. My sister and her family pastor a church in South Austin. So we're a Christmas Eve family, but that changed when one chapel started doing a Christmas Eve service. Normally we'd get together afterwards. And so uh, we're going to find time today. But I know a lot of schedules being organized, reorganized, and changed. But thank you for being here this morning. We love the opportunity to gather together always. Uh, you know, as Pastor Cody was exhorting and, and just encouraging us in the word of the Lord, I, I just want to share something with you. It was uh, in one of the songs that we were singing, um, just about the birth of Jesus and then the death, burial, and resurrection. So there's not a death, burial, and resurrection if there's not a birth, right? And there's not a, there's not a, a, a Christmas without an Easter, and there's not an Easter without a Christmas. And I got to thinking about this, how amazing God is in sending his son, Jesus, as the gift. Now, we all have in our life, we all have a beginning and ending date physically here on the earth. You know, I was thinking about that because there's a time that you're born, and that will be marked on your headstone, and there's a time that you graduate to heaven, and that will be marked on your headstone. Now, we know that we live on forever because we're a spirit, but there's a beginning and ending, and how great is it to be the one person ever not to have a date, a beginning, ending date, but a holiday. I mean, for somebody, it'll be, you were born in 1960-whatever, and you went to heaven in 2000-whatever, but Jesus is like Christmas and Easter. That's pretty amazing to me, but then I got to thinking about the amazing part of that, because you know what Easter is. It doesn't mark the crucifixion and his death, because Easter is really about the resurrection. And so I thought, there's really not an ending date for that. I thought, how great is our Lord and Savior Jesus? And I just was thinking about that this morning during our time of worship. I don't know if that, this may be weird or whatever, but I don't know, whatever rolls through your brain. Hopefully it's not your shopping list or when the ball game's coming on or whatever, but you're able to really lock in and just let the Holy Spirit speak to you and we just acknowledge how great and how big our God is. And I love that song at the end, the Christmas song, and I was ready for Shronika just to go for it. She's got such a, a wonderful, powerful voice. I could listen to that for a bit longer, but I was thinking about, oh, come let us adore him. You know, that's, that's the Christmas song we sing, but that's every time we gather. That's the song in our heart, right? I mean, because we come in, especially during the holidays, we have a, a sometimes a lot of stresses and strains and pressures or disappointments or things are different than they ever had been. But if we can just come to a place where I'm just here in the midst of everything in my life just to adore you, just to lift you up. Because really, that's what worship really is. It's not coming and singing words, or it's not even coming and singing words about how he's going to bless me and how he's going to raise me up and, and how he's never leave me or forsake me, how he's going to break this off me. It's really about we worship you forever, for you alone are worthy. We'll praise your name forever. We're going to adore you no matter what happens because you are God. And I love that. I just thought that it was just always kind of rolling around in, in, in my head and my spirit this morning. And that's what I love about coming together corporately and just opening up your heart and your mouth and just praise the Lord. 
He is a good and faithful God, and we have much to celebrate. Again, at Christmas morning, I love it. I want to thank everybody that was able to come out last night to the candlelight service. We had over a thousand people in here last night. It was just a powerful time. I love that. It's one of my favorites. I know it doesn't work for everybody. And again, we want to welcome those who are online and, and that you're in your PJs on the couch drinking hot chocolate and stuff. And we're praying for you. And uh, we love you. And those that went back to bed after the kids opened gifts. But uh, this morning in my heart uh, to, to talk about a gift, obviously, with the season that we're in. But before I want to get there, this is probably maybe I should have done this earlier, kind of an awkward moment. I want want to give an announcement or two. Uh, Number one, we are kicking off a new series, a new year, a new beginning next Sunday. So do not miss January 1. As much as I love having Christmas on uh, a Sunday morning, I love having the first day of the year on a Sunday morning. I mean, that is okay, Lord. New beginning. (laughs) I don't know about you, but new beginning, right? New things. God's doing a new thing, a new year, a new you. And so I want to encourage you, every single one of us knows somebody that needs a new start. Every single one of us knows somebody that needs to start as like to hit the reset button and get a new opportunity. Every one of us needs that. We know somebody. So next week, let's bring as many people here to start the year off as we should, coming before God and worshiping his name forever. Amen? And we got a great series we're kicking off. We're going to look in the Word. We talk about the Word of God here all the time. We should. It's what we base our life on. But we're going to look for the month of January, what that means. We're going to look at the series called He Said. How can we trust what He said? How can we build a life on what He said? How can we understand what He said? How can we apply what He said to our lives to have the life He said we could have? And so I want to encourage you to come out every series or every week for that, really, every installment. Let's start our year off digging into the Word and seeing how we can build a life on the Word. And that's a great way to start off our year. I want to say another uh, announcement that, again, is just kind of maybe a little awkward in this moment, but we see this every year. At the end of the year, realize that next Sunday is 2017, and this is 2016. So every year, there's not another service between now and then where you get your end of the year giving in. And the only reason I mention that, because there's always at the end of the year people that miss that first day. They wanted to get it in on the, on the previous year. If you want something in on 2016, and again, we get phone calls on the first of the year, can we please get that back? And we can't do that. And so I just wanted to encourage you that there's not another Sunday and not another Wednesday between the end of the year. So for those of you like ourselves that look at the, our end of the year giving, make sure that you can go online and do that. If you're going to mail it, it needs to be postmarked in the mail by the end of the year. We would love to accommodate those that forgot or didn't realize there wasn't another opportunity, but legally we just can't do it. Integrity says we can't do it. And so uh, kind of a weird announcement. Why is he making that announcement? Because it happens every year. And so we don't have another service between now and the end of 2016. So wanted to let you know that. Amen. All right. Hey, get your Bibles out. Turn to 2 Corinthians for me. 2 Corinthians 9. What in the world do you preach on on Christmas morning. Well, let me tell you, there's a million things, honestly. The the, the challenge is finding that one thing and listening to the Holy Spirit. And this is a scripture right here that I think really is, you may not associate it with Christmas, but I think it is as much a Christmas scripture as the Christmas story that we read. And we'll read a portion of that this morning. But here's my starting point. And I I hope that I'm able to convey what really is in my heart this morning on the gift of Jesus. And not to be cliche, he's the reason for the season, he's the gift and all that, he is. But I love how the Apostle Paul says it here in 2 Corinthians verse 9. Let's take a look. He says this in verse 15, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. 
I think that should be the very first Christmas scripture out. Thank you, God, for your indescribable gift. Thank you, God, because there are not words that can even describe the greatness, the, 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 important, the, the importantness, <laughs> the, maybe I should get a dictionary, the vastness of your gift, Jesus Christ. He, there are not words to capture him. He is indescribable. I mean, think about that for a minute because we really try and put Jesus into words that, that we can understand, and he's beyond that. He's beyond that, and I think sometimes we forget that. I think sometimes life comes in, and I think our, our challenges or stresses and strains of life or whatever that looks like comes in, and all of a sudden, we forget how indescribable, how there are no words to capture who he really is. Now, think about that in context of gifts. Because by now, a lot of you have already opened up gifts. Maybe some are waiting till after church. Uh, my family were waiting till after church. Maybe you opened them up last night, maybe family early in the week to today, this morning before you came in. Because if you want to sleep in or not, it doesn't matter. You get up when the kids get up, right? They're waking you up, knocking on the door. Even if you've locked it, you lock your bedroom door, they're knocking on it. They're making all kinds of noise like, oh, I'm sorry, did we wake you? The kids, right? And so it's like you're up, maybe you've opened all your gifts and stuff, and I got to thinking about that and, and how important gifts are, and I'm not, I'm not opposed to gifts. I, I love getting gifts, and really, actually, I love giving gifts. I just hate buying them, and it's not the money thing. It's like I just don't like picking stuff out. I like get stressed out with all that. I remember last year, I was trying to find something for my wife, and one of my daughters told me that she wanted some copper kind of bracelet thing or whatever, and, and so they took me to Compass. Have you ever been in that Compass store? Men, don't go. Men. The devil lives there, I'm telling you. It is like crazy stuff. I walked into that store and I'm looking, for a, a, I'm looking for some kind of copper bracelet thing. And it was the whole wall, the whole length of the store, copper, everything you could ever imagine. Asked my daughter, I was there maybe two minutes and I said, I can't take this. There's too many choices, there's too many shiny stuff on the wall. And I walked out and I went and sat in the car and I asked her to go in and get something for just me. It was overwhelming, and I don't know, maybe that's just me, but I, I avoid shopping, I, and I end up shopping at the last minute. I avoid, can I just say, why can't you buy everything on your list at Academy? Can I say, if it's not at Academy, you don't need it. You just don't need it. So I avoid the mall like crazy. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm looking at stores that are going in, because I got two teenage daughters, and I'm like, what is Zoomies? What is that? Hot Topic, Buckle, what is all that stuff? I remember it was so much easier when we went to the children's place or Baby Gap or something like that. We're not all this stuff. And it's just, I don't know, I just get a little stressed out with all that. Uh, but I love getting gifts. I do love giving gifts and stuff like that. And, and you know the thing about gift buying and stuff that really kind of more stressful than anything else is you're trying to find a gift for a person, right? I mean, that fits a person. You know, I want this to be just the perfect gift. I want this to capture who they are. And then you pick out stuff and you got someone that maybe knows them better or whatever. And you're like, I just don't think they're going to like that. What do you think about this? I mean, we're calling people and stuff. Hey, we're using the phone now. We're taking pictures on the phone, right? Isn't that great? And you can send it to them. Hey, what do you think about this? And I just don't think that's them. And that really is the difficult part, to be honest with you. And I'm just like, because I'm like, well, it's not them. And then I get stressed out and I just all this and that. And I get so frustrated sometimes. I'm like, let's just get it. And they can take it back and return it if they don't like it, right? It's like. And so I'm looking at that, I'm thinking about that, and I'm, I'm looking at it in context of the gift and what Paul says here. You know, when we look at gifts and stuff like that, I Googled, uh, in, in getting ready for my message this morning, I was just thinking through different things, I, I Googled really expensive gifts, and you can find some ridiculous things on there. And I found that there's an $18,000 Frisbee. Can you imagine that? An $18,000 Frisbee. Why would you want that, number one? But number two, if we had an $18,000 Frisbee in my house, in five minutes it'd be on the roof. Right? 
or to be out in the street getting run over by a car. I mean, what is the point of that? And, and then I, and I was looking, and then they have a 20, and it's a 25 or $28,000 pacifier. Yeah, right, exactly. Are you serious? That's what I said. Are you serious? I had to read all about it. And it's like pure platinum or something like that. And I thought, man, if I'm up in the middle, I'd see the dad's up at three o'clock in the morning and all of a sudden the, the mom wakes up and hears this crying, honey, is everything okay? Is that the baby crying? No, that's me, I lost the passy. <laughs> what are you, just crazy, crazy stuff. So, but just not long ago, it wasn't a Christmas gift, but just not long ago, I got like what I thought was the perfect gift. I was at a conference, a leadership conference, and the pastor there, this is a great man, he's a great leader, on, teaches on leadership and local church, and he, his church every year blesses senior pastors with a free gift, it was a gift, it's always great every year, it's amazing. And so this year, it was an Amazon Echo, Alexa. You know what I'm talking about. It's that tower thing you see on TV and you can talk to it and it's answering things for you and you can ask it questions, all these things are happening. And honestly, I didn't know what it was when I got it. I'm in the box and I'm asking all the, the younger guys on staff or all the tech guys on staff and I think, that's awesome, that's amazing. I'm like, am I ever gonna use it? What is it? And so I, I get it home and plug it in and it has changed my life. And I told my wife, and I, I'm gonna embarrass my girls here this morning, I do every week probably, but um, I told my wife, I said, next to you, I love Alexa the most. And I had to repent to my daughters, but it is amazing. She really is amazing. And what I like about Alexa is like, <clears throat> you can ask her stuff and she'll tell you stuff. In fact, I brought, I brought an Alexa here this morning and I'm hoping it's working right now. Alexa, it's nice to meet you. It's really nice to meet you too. I'm looking forward to us getting to know each other. If you'd like to learn about how I can help, I've created some fun and useful tips to hear them. Just ask, give me a tip. Alexa, give me a tip. Here's a fun tip. I have lots of Easter eggs to discover. For example, say beam me up to hear a Star Trek reference. For more hints, ask me to give you an Easter egg. Live long and prosper. I love her. <laughs> beam me up, Alexa. I was just... I, every, every morning I wake up and I say, Alexa, what's the weather today? Alexa, don't embarrass me. <laughs> Alexa, what's the weather? Right now in New Braunfels, it's 74 degrees with cloudy skies. Today's forecast has showers with a high of 78 degrees and a low of 68 degrees. This is amazing. You can set your phone up, set your phone up to it, tell your appointments. When I leave the house, I'll ask her, what's my commute like? It'll see the traffic and tell you how long it's gonna to take to get there. Uh, does all kinds of things. I mean, I, I just could stand here all the rest of the few minutes that I have left and, and share the wonders of Alexa. <laughs> However, Alexa really is describable. In fact, and now that I have one, I, I see Alexa stuff everywhere, and, and, and really marketers spend millions of dollars, a company spend millions of dollars to describe things to us. And in fact, and describe things to us in a way that you can't live without them. It's enticing you, and, and they're, they're so visual, and they're so, uh, uh, the senses are so engaged that, that they're, they're very descriptive, and they find just the right words, and, and they can do everything they can to describe to you why you need what you need, but yet, Paul says, there's only one gift that's indescribable. 
There's only one gift that there are no words that you cannot put into words. How amazing and wonderful the gift God has given mankind and his name is Jesus. Amazing. I love that. I love how Paul expresses that here. I love the idea that God loves us so much that he gave a gift beyond expression, beyond defining. In fact, the Living Bible says in that particular scripture, thank God for his son, his gift too wonderful for words. What a thought, God gives us the gift of Jesus and that gift is too wonderful for words. And it really is true when you try and describe him in a sense to other people and what you only can say ultimately, you can say, he's this, he's that, I, I don't know. All I know is he has changed my life forever. I can't even begin to tell you how amazing and wonderful he is. Because really, how do you put into words forgiveness? How can you really put into words the one who has come and laid his life down so you can walk in forgiveness of sin? How do you put into words the one who is able to remove guilt and shame from your life? How do you put into words the one whom by his stripes we are healed? How do you put into words the one who has, has created a covenant of healing and wholeness for your life? How do you put into words to the one who can mend, only, the only one that can mend the broken heart? I, I can ask Alexa all day long, how do you mend a broken heart? And she'll probably give me some medical answer. I can ask Alexa all day long, how, how do you save my marriage? How do, you, how, how, do you, how, how do I find healing? How do I find peace for the chaos of my and my life, how do I find a way to connect with my kids because it seems like the world is pulling them away? There are no words because the only one capable is the gift given by God that is indescribable. But yet it is the gift given to all of mankind. How great is our God to love us so much that he gave us a gift that you can't even describe so when you talk to people today and you talk to people that could not gather together and open up gifts and you're talking to family members and now you can Skype and do all that kind of stuff and you're trying to tell them and the kids are trying to tell them, yeah, I got this for Christmas and I got this for Christmas. How do you even begin to do that with somebody else when it comes to the gift of Jesus? I hope that you've tried. And so I was thinking about that. How, how do you do that? How, what does what that indescribable gift in, in one sense look like? And, and let's take a look real quick at Matthew 1, 18 through 25. Here's what it says, Matthew 1, 18 to 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she went as she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you, Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Now listen to this verse. And she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save, now listen to this, his people from their sins. His name is Jesus and he will save his people from their sins. Now I love this because his name is Jesus. God's indescribable gift has a name and it's Jesus. And what he will do is he will save his people. Now understand everyone that is ever born on the planet is God's. I believe that. Now some are his lost children and some are his found children. But all of them are his people. 
And so he will save his people from their sins. The indescribable gift of Jesus will save people. When he comes into your life, he restores your family. When he comes into your life, he can heal your body. When he comes into your life, he can give you a second chance even though we feel we don't deserve one. There are no words to describe him. When Paul thinks about it, as Paul's the one who expressed it this way, when Paul's thinking about it, what, what prompted Paul to say that? Paul's thinking obviously about his past. And Paul had a terrible past. Before he had an encounter with Jesus, he was a Christian killer. Man, that's what he did. He hunted down the Christ followers and killed them. If anybody had a terrible past that would want to be forgotten, it would be Paul. And maybe that's why Paul describes this gift as indescribable. I don't know what your past is, probably not like Paul's past. But nonetheless, this indescribable gift of Jesus will bring freedom from that. And Paul thinks about maybe his present and what he's doing on the planet, the persecution that he faces, but yet the mission that he's on is given by God and empowered by God. Maybe he's thinking about his future, but yet there are no words to describe this Jesus. And that one name can change everything. It's one name, Jesus, and he shall save people from their sin. It's that one that is indescribable. And when we open up our heart and say yes to him, we invite him into our life. And Paul says there's no words to describe him. Let me give you a few reasons why he is a gift beyond description. Number one, and maybe you would have different reasons and they all would be personal, but number one, his patience. He's indescribable because of his patience. The patience of God as a parent, I need patience. As a parent of two teenagers, I need patience. As a, as a spouse, I need patience. Not very much, honey, just a really a little bit. Yeah, this is a real little bit. As a pastor, I need patience. We'll just keep going. There are, there are some days, can I be honest, there are some days that I don't do very good with the patience. Mostly when I'm behind the wheel. Has anyone ever struggled just a moment of being impatient? Yeah, well, maybe I should ask Alexa because no one's raising their hand right now. Okay, all right. <laughs> Don't you love patient people? I love patient people. I love patient people. Like when you're late, right? And I'm very rarely late. My dad told me if you're not 10 minutes early, you're late. So, very, But when I'm late, oh, I feel so terrible. And I, I love people that when I'm late, I'm just like, you know what, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize the traffic. I didn't, this and that. And then a spaceship came by and then all this <laughs> stuff. And then the deer ran out. I just, and then they say, no, don't worry, no worries. Don't you love that? You just love, you just love people like that. You just love people like that. Don't you love people that are patient. Just think about God and his patience. I just, Saturday, uh, yesterday, my wife gave me a list of things to do, and so I had to get up early. I was going to leave the house at eight and get up early and do my list, and, and so I got up and left the house at eight and had this list of things to do, and I, I'm, my wife's texting me at 9.30, and she says, so what have you done so far on the list? And I didn't want to text her back like I never got it, but when you click on it, it says delivered or read or something like that. I don't know how to disable that, but anyway, so I... <laughs> I text her back and she's like, what have you done on the list so far? And I texted her back and I just said, I text her back, breakfast? <laughs> I'm sorry, breakfast. I, the, the bacon was calling and I, I got sidetracked. And she said, that's okay, where are you? I'm just gonna come meet, meet you and we'll do the rest of the stuff together. And I, I appreciate that and I appreciate her patience and just love people that are patient. You know, we need to take a moment this Christmas and embrace the gift of God's patience in our life. Think about how patient he's been with you. We really need to think about that when we're impatient with others. But aren't you glad for God's patience? Amen. It's indescribable. I'm overwhelmed and speechless at how patient he's been with me. 
because there's days that I have not acted right, there's days where I've not said the right thing, there's days when I've not responded well at all, but God Almighty and all his patience sent me his indescribable gift, and I'm so thankful for that. Here's another gift beyond description, uh, his, his process, his process, and I wasn't sure how exactly to word this, but aren't you glad God is a God who works with us walks with us. The Bible says he's Emmanuel, God with us. He takes us through a process of growth. He won't leave us the way we are. And I'm so thankful because I don't want to stay the way that I am. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm a whole lot farther than I used to be. And I want to know every year I'm making progress in my marriage, every year I'm making progress as a parent, every year I'm making progress as a pastor, as a man of God. I do not want to stay the same. Can there be anything worse than staying the same? But God will take you through a process of growth a process for our progress. He's taken us through a process of growth. You don't have to know everything, you don't have to be perfect, you don't have to get everything right, there's a process. And when you go through a process, God helps you make progress. And it's amazing when things, when you make progress in things. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden you've given a little bit more than you did last year, just a little bit more. All of a sudden you've served a little bit more than last year. All of a sudden you've attended. Maybe we have 21 days coming up and we have seven days of, of morning and evening prayer. Maybe last year you were only able to make one of those. Maybe this year you're gonna make three of those. But if you allow God, he'll take you through a process of growth because we all wanna be more like him and we all wanna be a better we than we currently are, a better me. I'm thankful for God's process. I'm thankful that I can look back on my life and know that I'm not perfect and I'm certainly not where I want to be, but I'm a whole lot farther than where I am. I know that I can grow my marriage. I want to know and I love that I can grow my family. And I thank God for his process so we don't have to live life feeling like we're going nowhere. He works with us in our process. So don't be down on yourself. Don't be down on yourself. God's grace is there. None of us is where we want to be. Just don't stay where you are. And I'm thankful for his constant presence. I'm thankful his indescribable, beyond description because of his constant presence. Where would we be? There are no words to describe how Jesus has walked in my life when others have walked out. When he's not given up on me, when other people have. In some uh, some of my darkest moments, the light of the gospel has been bright. In a moment of failure, there was a verse and, and, a, and a mistake that was made, there was a prompting inside of me. If you'll confess your sins, he's faithful to forgive you. Aren't you glad for his constant presence in your life? He's there. Emmanuel, God with us, I'll never leave you, never forsake you. He's there for you. Even if you're having a bad Christmas, and I know many of you are, our Savior can walk in a bad Christmas. He's there for you. That's indescribable. Another reason he's a gift beyond description is because his unconditional love for people, his unconditional love for people. You know, Christmas is a crazy time. Stores are full of people. I mean, I even just went, my wife sent me to, to Naglin's Bakery and I thought I was in like Walmart fighting people to get gingerbread men. I was fighting people and people kept cutting in line in front of me. And finally this older gentleman said, son, you're gonna have to step up to the counter. Cause he was like five people behind me and he was tired of me letting people cut in front of me. He was very impatient. Need some patience. Crazy stuff going on. Went with my wife to the mall and never go to the mall. Never. That's my, every year my New Year's resolution. Don't go to the mall this year. I went to the mall. Crazy stuff happening. Everything. And you know, one night I was tired and ready to come home. And I had to stop and put gas in the car. I went to put gas in the car. 
I got out of the car and put gas in the car and a truck pulled up behind me and some people got out and said, oh, hey, Pastor Don, and man, it's good to see you. And I said, oh, hey, how are you guys doing? And great. And she said, well, not that great. I said, why, what's going on? And she said, I just got laid off from my job. I'm like, this is like a couple days before Christmas. I said, man, I'm so sorry. I'm so glad we serve a faithful God. And she's like, I know, he's gonna provide something better. She said, it was just a little bit of a tough timing. And I said, well, you guys gonna be okay for Christmas? She said, yeah, in fact, we're in town today. They live in Seguin, they were in town in New Braunfels today because there was somebody they knew was in need and they were gonna buy baby clothes and stuff for them. I thought, you have the right heart. God's gonna take good care of you. And then I walked into the gas station because I, I pay at the pump, but then I go inside and wanted to get a hot chocolate. Just wanted a hot chocolate. To, in fact, where I stopped, there's this Mexican hot chocolate, which got like cinnamon and all kinds of stuff. It's awesome. I'm sorry for Starbucks fans and all that. It was just diamond shamrock hot chocolate. But I, I went in there and I just, I don't, do, I don't do that. I never go inside. I never buy. I never buy. I just go at the pump, pay and go. I just, you know, I was supposed to get in there. And I, I thought it was a craving for hot chocolate. It was the Holy Spirit. And, uh, because I went in there and I didn't know what I was doing and trying to get this stuff out of her and, and nobody's in the store at the time and the clerk came over and I said, ma'am, I said, am I supposed to use this cup or this cup or whatever? And she says, any cup, any cup you want, just go ahead and use it. And I said, thank you. And I looked at her and she had just been crying and she had the red eyes just crying. And I said, are you okay? And she said, this is probably the worst day of my life. And I said, well, it can only get better. I said, you know what, God loves you. I don't know what happened. I don't know what went on. And I encouraged her for a moment. Other people started coming in. I wanted to pray for her right at the moment. And I, I told my wife as I got home, I said, I wish I had your courage and boldness because my wife will pray for anybody, anytime. She wouldn't care if, if 10 people had to wait to pay for their candy bar and Coke. She'd walk behind the counter and lay hands on somebody. And so I just told her, I said, well, I'm going to be praying for you. And I went out and sat in my car and I said, God, she is someone's special girl. I know she's yours. And I sat in my car for a moment and I just prayed and I thought of God's unconditional love. And I don't know what, what broke her soul. I don't know the brokenness she was experiencing, but I know the one who can fix it and he's indescribable. He's the gift God gave that you can't put into words what he could do in that young lady's life. And I know it because he's done it in mine. He is the indescribable gift. His name is Jesus. And then lastly, I love him and he's so indescribable because of his willingness to let us be a part of what he's doing. I mean, think about that for a moment. How many places, how many things can we do to make a difference greater than ourselves because there's no greater feeling than helping somebody else? And I got to thinking about, not just about this church, but about the opportunities that are out there during this season, not for it to be just about us, but to make sure other people have stuff that God will use us. And I was talking to Cage, you saw in the picture, the director for the Family Life Center last night, and I know that we have helped facilitate through our Family Life Center gifts for almost 2,000 kids. I thought, how as amazing is it that we can be a part of something to help facilitate gifts for 2,000 kids that wouldn't have any otherwise. And I thought about that. She told me that was 700 families. 700 families now have felt the life, love, and power of Jesus because of the generosity of people that are willing to be a part of something that God's doing. That is indescribable in my book. There are no words to thank him for allowing you and I to be a part of helping somebody perhaps experience the gift that there are no words for. And she said there's so many wonderful testimonies, so many stories, and it's not about that every child got gifts, and every child got between two to four gifts, and she told me that every kid that wanted a bike got a bike. That's a big ticket item. 
And I thought, thank you, God, for letting us be a part of what you're doing. Because those parents, when they, when they, when they show their gratitude, it's not about the gifts. They're overwhelmed and speechless, not because someone came and gave them gifts, but because of the love of Jesus in somebody else's life, they reached out to them. And there are no words of thanks. And how can you find words of thankfulness when you can't even find words to describe the gift of Jesus? And I thought, that's what this is all about. And I love Paul's scripture. I think it is an incredible Christmas scripture. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And my heart, my hope, my prayer this morning was that we'll leave this place embracing it, embracing him just a little bit more. And we'll leave this place sharing the greatest gift ever with everyone we meet. To me, that really is what this is all about. And I love the gifts that have been given, but we can describe those. And they're wonderful, and that is wonderful and fun at the same time, but yet, there is a gift, only one gift ever given, ever could be given, ever will be given, in all the history of mankind that is indescribable, and his name is Jesus. And that is who we celebrate today, and we are all thankful for the gift of God in Jesus Christ. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.